0: On this episode of Come Pray With Me, I interview the musician Dovey Halpern. He will be sharing more about his musical project known as Hashem's Warrior.
1: My name is Dovey Halpern. I run a Jewish metalcore project called Hashem's Warrior, um, which literally means spiritual soldier. Um, It is a kind of a a, a, a confluence of my life experiences both on the music and spiritual side
0: so what inspired you to go into your venture into the world of music
1: kind of a funny question it's mostly because I was from pretty much my whole life and childhood not a musician I, in fact yet I would say my friend group was heavily uh, consisted of, of consisted of musicians. Um, I had a lot of friends in bands um, and really playing all kinds of music, from uh, light rock to uh, death metal, uh, really and everything in between. And so I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, which. Uh, According to some studies, actually, is the music capital of planet Earth. Um, fun fact. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I mean, there's a lot. So when I, growing up in Atlanta, I was influenced by a lot of kinds of music. For sure, hip hop has a huge scene there. Um, but I so but I myself was into music like into M, so Eminem and and like the Southern you know, hip hop like Ludacris and like the crunk scene and all that, like that was all kind of going on when I was in high school in like the early, mid 2000s. Um, But when I left high school, I kind of went on my own. Um, A lot of my friends went to went on to college in Atlanta um, or frankly, different places across America. I actually took a year to study abroad in Israel um for me it was very much a um a kind of a, a spiritual search it, to an extent there was like there was a program i went on for for kids who just finished high school so i wasn't sure how much i bought into it or frankly how much i was into religion at all um having grown up religious and pretty much dropping everything by the time i realized i could without the world exploding like you could say maybe eighth ninth grade i, I really just You know, whether it was, I grew up in a house that kept kosher, I grew up in a house that kept the Sabbath, and we went to synagogue every, uh, you know, on the Sabbath. And um, it just, for me, there was, I can't really put my finger on what was lacking, but I just felt for much of my life very, um, I guess the word is maybe apathetic. And I know I'm kind of giving a real roundabout answer to how did I get into music, Um, but... (laughs) When I when I left town and I went to Israel, I really was the only one for my close-knit group of friends, specifically for my friends um, in with a music background, to do so. And I kind of, for giggles, brought a keyboard with me. And I said, you know what? Like, I don't know if I'm into this whole, like, religion thing. If I don't get anything out of this, I'll teach myself how to play this keyboard. And that's kind of, funny, long story short, really the beginning of what transpired maybe 13 years later to actually releasing music that um people are seeming to like and um i in so so this is all circuits 2007 2008 um i actually went back for a second year to the same program in israel and then when i then after that i went to college started my career took a gap year a few years into my career to go back to israel another year that one was really A pretty hardcore spiritual like for the that one was more of not on a program that was like for the same reasons people go east and study in ashrams that was like my real spiritual search on like is there something in this religion in which i was born into is there really something for me am i going to dedicate my life into this just kind of going through an identity crisis in my mid-20s and um, i would say for sure the inspiration that you hear in my music the inspiration that that you know keeps my fire lit today I was very much fueled by this, I guess, uh more like personal quests, um, in which I headed headed again to Israel in um that was would have been 2014.
0: And um, I really got an
1: opportunity to study under many like modern like mystics and spiritual masters, um, with the you know Jewish mysticism and um in a lot of ways just I think learning what I would describe as a lot of the good stuff that, uh, you know, you don't, uh, uh, I just didn't get growing up in, in the system. And, um, yeah, I think that my music, in a lot of sense, takes my influences of heavy metal, uh, which I was very into in high school, and kind of noticing the confluence between
0: screaming
1: and prayer, especially when reading Psalms, and seeing how much it's about calling out, aka okay, screaming, however you want to look at it, um, to God, uh, you know that I really thought to myself for a second, "Hey, I mean, I don't know anything about the Christian metal scene, though I know it's quite extensive." But I thought, "I'm Jewish. I never heard anything like this, especially for, in, a Jew, in, in a religious sense. Um, why does someone do something like this?" And so that was kind of the the seed planted that. Um, has transpired into what Hashem's warrior is today uh, which is the as far as I know the first Jewish heavy metal project that's not like a gimmick of hey look at me I'm Jewish I'm also play heavy metal like that has existed before but this is like actually an authentic expression of screaming from the soul in, in an attempt to just heal oneself and attach oneself to God
0: That's pretty cool. That reminds me of uh, the saying, sometimes I yell at God, and if I can't be myself with the father, I'm going to stop preaching this sermon right now, which is from Sam Kinison. Before he got into comedy, he was a Baptist minister. (laughs) Anyway, uh, in what ways would you say that your faith influences the music you make?
1: Really good question. I mean, for me, I think part of my own journey as a, you could say, post-high school person. And uh, when I say it like that, it's like I grew up in a small town. I went to a small elementary school, a small high school, like where everybody knew everyone. Like really, when I left town, I was in so many ways just kind of embarking anew on an adventure um, in which I was able to kind of, A, walk into a crowd of people that Knew nothing about me. And so I could start from a blank slate. And so I didn't, I kind of realized pretty early on that I didn't necessarily need to bring any of like my conceptions of who I am, who I have to be, how I have to act. Um, I could really leave a lot of that behind. And it, and it was really a clearing for me to discover a relationship with Hashem, which is what, you know, in Jewish religion we call God, um, discover a relationship with Hashem in a way that I really never had before. And let's be honest, I mean, just as a high school kid, I think I was probably looking to do anything and everything except be like self-reflective and spiritual. <laughs> I, you know, I, I played sports. So I listened to me like I was looking to do anything I could do to just have a good time and be with friends and, you know, whatever. Like I, I think spirituality and a connection with Hashem was not exactly on the radar. So, um, The fact that in my, let's say, late teens, early 20s, I was able to really kind of continue to, like, cut my teeth on a new lifestyle in new cities, um, around new people, and also kind of have my music and my keyboard playing to fall back onto, I, um, you know, I I think it just kind of went went on through, in a lot of ways, hand in hand, of being kind of what I, you know, again, what I call Hashem's warrior. It's just a Hebrew way of saying spiritual soldier, really. Um And just being someone who in the face of life's, the you know, ups and downs and the roller coaster that especially of kind of going out, in a, you know, a new city, meeting new people and um and, and just kind of, you know, once I did that in Israel, I came back and I moved to New York where I went to college where I knew nobody. And so I had to do it again. And then after I finished college, I moved to away from um the five towns in New York where I lived to um, upstate New York uh, in Rock uh, why am I forgetting this in Rockland county where I again knew nobody so I think there was a lot of just this theme in my life of just kind of having to really be a warrior and like having to be strong in my faith and just trying to to keep the spiritual and frankly emotional health of just like you know, asserting myself as an adult now. And um, and so I think that when I look back, um, a lot of the playing, which, by the way, my keyboard playing was heavily influenced by a a band called Children of Bodom. Have you ever heard of them? No? Okay. So Children of Bodom, just to give them a little shout out, they're a, uh, or were, I should say, a Finnish melodic death metal band that um i mean listen kind of like i mentioned before what my mindset was in high school the they became super famous super young and like their whole like gimmick was like we're going to get super trash on stage and also play the most ridiculously hardcore and complicated music you've ever heard going to have these crushing insane solo battles between guitar and keyboard going to not just be like metal, but like when I say melodic, like they had vibes from like blues and jazz and so many different influences. I mean, for me, it's just kind of, I was just listening. I don't frankly listen to that kind of music that much anymore, but I just found myself listening to them again yesterday because it's like, it's just, in my opinion, some fun music to listen to. But I think also to give you a sense of like, the overall mindset of playing was like you know I was going into college, kind of a party mindset, and like this was just a band that just like went so hard in how they played, but also you know went so hard in how they were partying. And I think when my mindset shifted to being someone who was a little bit more like okay, um, introspective, growth oriented, and, and kind of on the trajectory that I'm on today as like a husband and father of two, and um, quite an unlikely uh frontman of a metalcore uh act um but you know how how my faith has influenced my music is that for me my faith is everything and my my con- well more than my faith it's like it's my connection with hashem that is everything and 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 I really feel like you know then this is maybe a broader conversation which we don't need to go into but it's like what a person views about God or what a person views about the universe, they don't believe in God or whatever, whatever one believes completely shapes the reality that they experience completely. So if you believe in there's a God, but you don't believe in such positive things about who that God is, I mean, that is tragically going to be not the most empowering existence. And on the flip side, you know you know you, you you see especially in the news like anytime you know someone in the real, in a in a religious community gets busted for doing X or y or Z it's like there's so much about I think modern religion I mean I'm not going to speak about religion let's talk about Judaism there's so much about I don't know other religions there's so much about even modern Judaism that has lost the idea of like it's not It's all about Hashem. This is all about, like, everything I do should resonate with prayer, with literally being a prayer, with becoming, like, being in a state of becoming closer with my ultimate self, with my higher sense of self, with the ultimate self that is the ultimate source of reality and ultimate source of love, of kindness, of giving, which is who we believe Hashem to be, just the ultimate um, source of the ultimate emanation of that which we experience in the day-to-day. And everything, you know, who, I, who am I? I am a projection of Hashem's intention, as are you, as is this desk I'm sitting at. And so like, that is what I believe this world to be. And I think specifically, I have felt in my life so much of why I was disassociated with religion, again, aside from the fact that's last thing as a high school kid I was interested in, I just never, like, when I found out a lot of the empowering ideas about Hashem that I learned, um, I was frankly very shocked, because growing up K-12 through 12 with this type of Jewish education, I never knew that there was, like, real authenticity and, like, cleaving to God and And um, like, so through my music, a lot of what I'm trying to do is like heal the perspective that people have of Hashem in a way that that can have them be more emotionally healthy and spiritually healthy. So I know that was a long-winded answer, but does that, does that answer your question?
0: No, absolutely. That does. That actually reminds me of a verse from the of Gita, uh man is made by his beliefs as he believes so he becomes
1: totally i mean that's the same with uh the secret law of attraction you know it's like it, it it permeates across a lot of different spiritual you know spiritual systems and and whatnot like just three in, in 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 judaism we call it his lut. Lut basically means you know um doing the actions that generate a certain result in your life like meaning there's one thing to believe in god there's another thing to lay in bed and say god's gonna give me you know i believe in you god you're gonna give me a million dollars i know it's true it's like no you have to do your you have to get up and you have to kind of attract you have to like be the prayer you can't just prayer isn't something passive and interestingly the word for prayer in hebrew is mitpalel. Mitpalel is a reflexive verb. Reflexive meaning to affect oneself. So, interestingly, prayer is actually not so much an act a in, from the Jewish perspective, an act of like influencing something outside of myself. More is actually a reflexive verb of opening myself up to that which I can become and that which I can attract in my life.
0: Is there any uh song that you've written that's particularly meaningful to you?
1: So, so the namesake of the album, Dvekas in the darkness, um that's meaningful for sure from a music perspective, because my rabbi told me my first song wasn't heavy enough. Uh so I love it. No, he I, I showed it to him and he's like, Well, what are you trying to do? I said, Well, I guess you know, I'm really trying to like awaken the sleeping souls out there. there. And he's like, you know that's really what you're trying to do you're going to have to kind of crank it up a notch so i was like whoa okay that's not really the reaction i expected in showing you this uh project i've been working on for the past few months but okay um so so i think in a lot of ways Vikus in the Darkness was like a way for me to like really uh crank it up in terms of just heaviness and intensity um in terms of, and just like i combined influences from like from Children of Bodom, from the, the guitar solos to some of the licks inside, to the main riff being heavily reminiscent, I think, of Disturbed, which is a band I've al- always been really into as well. Down with um, the sickness. I mean, I happen to think it's, <laughs> yeah. But like, I never realized this because I know these, I knew these lyrics since I was in like sixth grade. But what does "down with the sickness" means? I mean, I, I think it's so much about what I actually look up to someone like david Draymond for is that he is while his music is like new metal or hardcore or whatever blend of genre you want to call it he's very and unilateral and always has been unilaterally focused on mental health and for me that's all also been a very big inspiration because um you know what does down with the sickness mean and i mean in my from my understanding it means just like come to reckoning and face up to the fact that there is a sickness, there is a darkness, there is something within me, within us all, that we all have to address and we all have to, to be better people, to be better humans, to, we have to kind of address and get down with our sickness before we can even start to grow as a person. You have to admit that it's there. And so anyway, just on that, on that little reference, but, um, so so, oh, but so so back to the to the song Dvekis in the darkness. So Dvekis is a word that, that comes from Jewish mysticism specifically, that um largely largely refers to attachment to Hashem, like literally just cleaving to Hashem as a very like mystical and meditative connotations as well. Um but For me, I think it was a kind of a beautiful, when I came up with that name, I was like, ah, not only does it sound like the cool name for a metal song and slash album, but also it's, um, I think, a great um, expression of what I feel like the journey of being what I view myself as Hashem's warrior to have been is that the spiritual soldier goes through the ups and downs and the grit uh, of life, and they have to be able to not just like be resilient, but be going towards something, and that's what dvekas is for me. Dvekas is the cleaving of going towards Hashem, going towards my true self, my best self, my, and so so that's that's really what that is what dvekas means, and uh, probably my favorite, perhaps um, maybe my favorite v- verse and writing within um, Dvegas in the Darkness is just, is the idea of becoming the reverb within my cry. And, you know, this is another idea that I think is rooted, well, no, I don't think, which, I, which is rooted heavily in Jewish mysticism, in Hasidic thought, which is the idea of being a prayer. And, and to go back to like what I said, how mitpalel, to, to be mitpalel is a reflexive verb being a state of prayer praying is not what it's all about from the kind of old school traditional jewish perspective it's it's like actually through my actions through my living through my generating and everything i do being a product of my intention and being willfully of contribution to the world and i mean as it says in the torah itself being a light unto the nations being someone who can bring light into a to a world that is full of darkness to bring fixing to a world that is broken and i mean that is the frankly the jewish creation story is is uh the from a mystical perspective is that before that before there was anything all that there was was endless lights hashem as a completely transcendent being is um, in a state of static perfection. But, w- but how do you be completely perfect? You're not just being perfect. One would, to be completely perfect, you'd have to be able to be, become perfect as well. So we call that, so the static perfection and dynamic perfection. These are terms coined, by the way, by a rabbi named Rabbi David Aaron, who's like my guru. You know, I'm like, I consider myself a total student of his, um, But this world is the expression of of Hashem becoming perfect. And by us choosing good in the face of evil, us choosing authenticity in the face of superficiality, that is us like literally living Hashem in this world and bringing transcendent perfection into into a world that is, again, created, broken, so that it can achieve. This is the world of achieving. So our collective selves, me, you, everybody, are this entire world, the collective of Hashem's imminent um, existence within the world. And if you want to Google a fun word, it's panentheism. So panentheism, not pantheism, it's P-A-N-E-N theism, um, is, is what Judaism truly is as a religion um not true monotheism um with the the difference being panentheism believes in a transcendent god who paradoxically is one and exists at the same time as an imminent god so god is both within me and beyond me paradoxically within this world beyond this world and that is what panentheism is and that's what the jewish belief is and um I know I've kind of gone on a little bit of a tangent here. Um, but when so, so when it said when, when Hashem created the world and all was endless light, he created these vessels to be able to hold the light with vessels just being an analogy for us and for this world itself. And when he tried to create it, the vessels broke. And this entire world and existence that we're living in, there's a Kabbalistic phrase that's, that goes, which is, a, a phrase that is from Kabbalistic tradition, what one would say before doing a mitzvah or a good deed. What that basically means is for the sake of the rectification of this broken universe. And like that is, that, that is really the end goal. And that is really, I think, a deep spiritual awareness that for me has been very empowering, that I think is perhaps I've found through heavy metal, through metalcore, a new language and being able to teach this to, frankly, a new audience that's never heard. I mean, heck, if I went to Jewish private school from K through 12 and never learned this, you better believe that your average, anyone else has not, you know, didn't learn this either. So like, for me, this is a lot of the product of my own spiritual search and um, just really being able to come to reckoning with like, what does it mean to be a human being? What does it mean to be a Jew? And like, what am I? what am i what is my role here in this world and, and and um that i think is what i try to empower through my music is that we all have a role in this you know the the um in judaism the end goal is not you know in a in a post messianic jewish utopia it's not a world of everyone being jewish i don't know if ever, if anyone thought about that or knew that Um, I know, and I don't know enough about other religions, so I'm not going to name any religions, but from what I understand, some religions believe in a post-Messianic world, everyone will be X. That's not the case with Judaism. With Judaism, there is the Jewish path, which is a higher responsibility of 613 commandments, which is pretty hardcore, yes. Um, However, most of those commandments, by the way, are inapplicable outside of temple times when we don't have a, as many of them are related to the temple service. Um, But for a a non-Jewish person to have a relationship with God, um, the Torah does not say you have to be Jewish to have a relationship with Hashem. In fact, there are these seven Noahide laws, which are just basic kind of ethical, spiritual principles. Don't kill, don't steal, don't eat a limb off a a live animal. A lot of things that we take for granted like why would i do that but you know it it, they're that spiritual prince seven spiritual principles for the entire world outside of the jewish people that are just anyone can have a relationship with god and it and it comes i think with it starts with setting a foundation for oneself in certain just ethical channels that one has to tap into and if one is able to do that um it happens to be i just did a podcast with someone who is a a noahide meaning he was a former he is a former preacher, um and he is no longer a christian he is a noahide he he as a religion keeps the seven noahide laws and um which is interesting it's not it's not very mainstream but it's picking up a little um and i guess i guess why am i even going on this tangent is i guess what i'm just trying to say is like my mute what i love about what i'm trying to do with my music is my music is not about hey like be Jewish so that you can have a connection with Hashem. It's like no, be human and tap into some basic spiritual understandings about the universe, and then you'll have an under- a connection and relationship with Hashem, regardless of who you are, where you're from.
0: I mean, that's a good point. Judaism is one of the few religions that doesn't
1: proselytize to people. Yeah, like it's like it's yeah, to- totally not part of our fun. Our our um ideology that one even needs to be jewish to to have the relationship with god and so um i think that's that's kind of that is kind of goes in hand in hand with like it's just you know it, and interestingly in when in the temple times um going back millennia when we had our temple uh, our temple there was an entire very large sanctuary that within the temple it was called but it was i believe it was a sanctuary for the nations it was a place where anybody could come in prayer to hashem and it was regardless of background religion whatever so it just interestingly in like you could say the heyday of jewish history in in israel two three thousand years ago our temple was not a temple that was exclusive for jews it was a place of connection to God for all of mankind and anyone who wanted.
0: That's pretty cool. So would you say that one of the roles that uh, music has played in your faith is that it's sort of like a prayer or what are other roles it's played?
1: Totally, totally. And in fact, in my first song, which is called From This War, is completely templated after, and most, actually, most of my music is templated after Psalms. You know, Psalms are, from the Jewish person's point of view, and and I think even outside of Judaism, any any I think from other religions that also view the Psalms as holy writings, l- view them as this, which is like kind of like the go-to when going through trouble in life is go- is like reciting Psalms. Um, I know in Judaism that's the case, and uh, when you look at it, it's like basically what they were were kind of like off the cuff, on the fly. Prayers that King David, in going through the tumultuous life of war, exile, betrayal, coup, trying to being overthrown by his son in his own kingdom, like he had, he had quite the life. And at every step of the way, he had a different prayer, and that is basically what comprises the 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 Book of Psalms. Is kind of like King David's pr- template of prayer. To call on God in troubled times. And it kind of it interestingly came at a time in my life when I was grappling with like feeling a bit spiritually numb, not necessarily as connected spiritually as I wanted. And also at the same time, kind of getting back into like metal. And I remember there's a song by a band called In Flames. Um, you ever heard of them? No? Okay. In Flames also. Um, Scandinavian death metal band, um, probably my second favorite band after Children of Bodom. Um, but they, oh god, what's the song called? It's called Forgetting the Name of the Song. I like the song, but the the whole song kind of goes, you know, starts with like, cut my throat and throw me to the wolves. I'm just too tired, too tired to reload. And it's a lot of this like imagery of like, yeah, like, okay, it just keeps getting more and more intense. And then it kind of climaxes with saying, my god, I don't need you. And it's like, I had a moment. I was like, wait a minute. This song could have had the same lyrics and a completely opposite takeaway. People would probably really like it. And it would probably really be a good song too. That was an aha moment for me in making my music of like, wow, like I, I should try something like this. That is like a prayer that is lamenting what I'm going through in life. But instead of like, just basically saying, you know, I got this, I don't need you God. Just basically being like, let's use this as a platform for growth and connection with God in my life. And that that so that's kind of what drew me is like prayer was heavily, heavily um part of why I felt like I needed to, I kind of needed to write a song. And like this didn't start as a music project. This kind of started as like I want to connect to God and I feel like writing a song would be a good expression of that. And I also feel like the awareness that I was like sitting on at that point in my life, I felt like if I was able to distill that into a song, it would also be very relatable for others who are just kind of in a place of like, you know, I want to have a connection with a higher power. I want to have a connection with the soul of my souls, but where do I even begin? And that's kind of what my song from this war is, is like, you know, it starts with the words, my heart calls out in the darkness, my tears frozen deep within, trembling with an echo of prayer in my shell of indignation. And, and, and it's just like, it, it's such a, it's an acknowledgement of just like how much us and our egos and ourselves get in our own way of being our best selves, being, living a connected life with other people, for the humans, with, God and and just being in a connected a person who is connected, engaged with their relationships in all senses of the world.
0: That's pretty cool. Do you have any prayers you'd like to share while you're here today or anything else you want to talk about?
1: Good question. Um I think the prayer that I would like to leave you with that I think is for me very very meaningful and particularly, I think poignant, especially in just what we, the digital worlds that we live in today of just such distraction from real life, Um, which is basically a line in my song From This War that goes, stand tall in the face of these false gods masked in a voice of temptation. Shield me and con- conceal me from this fight in this darkness, Hashem, you are my light. And in, in just the idea, the talk of, of false gods, I just want to not idol worship, which happens to both be a uh, a Jewish commandment, as well as a one of the Noahide laws of don't bow down to idols, do not have other gods before me. And... Interestingly, so Rabbi David Aaron, who I mentioned before, one thing that he expounds upon in his book, The Secret Life of God, which I seriously recommend to anyone, regardless of religion or um, background, it's like absolutely mind-blowing. But one of the things that he talks about in the, the Adam and Eve story is that what was what was the ultimate temptation and ultimate reason that the serpent used and held over adam and Eve's head to entice them to eat of the forbidden fruit was it fame sex money no it was that for you will be come like god and god doesn't want that that is our ultimate of all of us inner drive is to feel all powerful all worth like it our the epidemic epidemic of self uh, of worthlessness that I think all of us in a digital age just struggle with um, in a literally a reality of just scrolling through other people's lives. like that's just like what we all do all day. And uh, I think that Ra- Ra- what Rabbi David was pointing out here is like at the roots of you know it says do not have other gods before me even yourself, in your own ego, our own temptations towards that which is not true with our ultimate self and who Hashem has created us to be in our best self, that which is not in alignment with our soul and our purpose in this universe, each and every one of us who has a unique mission, the purpose here on this, on this planet right now. Um, so when i say you know say stand tall in the face of these false gods masks in a voice of temptation again whether it's you know fame attention um, sex drugs rock and roll right like whatever it is that is like frankly the main uh points of utilization used by hollywood and the media to draw us in and to bring us into engaging with their content like this is what I believe true idol worship is, and the prohibition of idol worship, is just the pursuit of nothingness in a world where you could be connecting with everythingness. And okay. and um, just to kind of cap that off, there was a so avoda zara, which is which means avoda service of zara, actually a little bit of an ambiguous word. Um, I heard a class that said something fascinating, which zara in Hebrew. Same, she has the same grammatical root as the word zarut. Zarut, which means emptiness. So avodah zarah, which is the actual language of the prohibition of idol worship, means the service of emptiness. And I think that that's the existential struggle that all of us, regardless of race, religion, upbringing, doesn't matter what kind of background you live uh, on the wealth spectrum, what country you live in the world, everybody wakes up in the morning and faces the same existential struggle of: Am I worth it? Do I have self worth? Do I matter? And can I express that? And can I be my best self? And I think that that is maybe a prayer that I can just leave this podcast with: is that we should we should all merit to really find authenticity in our pursuits and really cleave to that which is our calling in this world and what we are created for in healing the world rectifying that which is broken and ultimately coming together as one people and um, collectively that's actually what the you know the, there's a word in Judaism called the shekhinah the, the shekhinah is god's imminence god's imminence is also described in mystical sources what is god's imminence It is the unity of mankind. It is like, so when you say, oh, world peace, world peace, it's not just like some nice pop culture buzzword, like that's really why we're here. And that's really kind of to be able to become one and to like, like I said before, to kind of like just bring unity to this world, which is the ultimate Jewish prayer, the ultimate Jewish prayer, the prayer that a Jew is supposed to say before they die, the last words that leave their lips. Is Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, Hashem is our God. Hashem is one. And the end of that sentence is not "there is one God." It is Hashem is one. All is one. If we can all really come together and look past our physical differences um, and so much about what the media likes to point out about that which divides us, and realize that there's something that is within us, beneath the surface, that unites us all, a spark, a light, a soul, that we can all come together and and please God, with with Hashem's help, usher in just a really new age of spiritual connectedness and togetherness that really just um, reveals Hashem's majesty and just the majesty of peace, of getting along, and of being one with one another in this world.
0: That's actually a really good point. It kind of reminded me a little bit of the movie Amadeus. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but that's like one of my favorite Uh. movies. And the name Amadeus has Latin origins. So ama meaning love, deus meaning God. So literally it translates to God's love. But the actual meaning of the name is one who is loved by God. Uh. And a big part of the movie is one of the characters tries so hard to be loved by everyone, and to gain the love of God, that he ends up going on a journey of emptiness because it's all self fulfilling, because he's trying to pursue what you were talking about earlier, like fame and wealth and recognition, rather than actually cultivating a relationship with God.
1: Yeah, all, all perceived expressions of becoming God's ourselves.
0: You can stream the music of Hashem's Warrior on Spotify and other major music streaming platforms.